Welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Delena. I'm Lara. Welcome to the darkness. So, we have been recording a day late for a while now. Should we just should we just claim Sundays as our day? <laughs> Sundays is the day it's going to come out. We can't guarantee you what time because this one's definitely going to come out on Monday. Yeah, it's going to be past the midnight mark on this one. We're trying. We're bad. <laughs> well, we don't want to say that. We don't want to be negative. No, that's true. It's hard. It's sometimes it's overwhelming to get everything done. Because we actually start planning this out and start researching about a week before we record. But usually not all the research gets done and we usually don't record till like crunch time. Yeah. So, you know. I, things get in the way. Life happens. I've said it before on this podcast, but I didn't. I didn't think I was like a busy person. I didn't think I had a lot going on, and then we started doing like a weekly podcast that I had to, you know, schedule things around. And suddenly, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> and if you do any other projects on top of it, like any other writing projects, any mm. basically anything outside of your normal nine to five job. I'm just going to say that because nobody else really works a normal nine to five yeah. job but me. But, well, and, and Nettle. Yeah, you and Nettle. Um, but, like, it's. So... Oh, and Sage now. Sage is also. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm okay. the only one. <laughs> but basically, anything outside of your normal work schedule that you try to schedule or do, because on. Basically, we have this that we do, and then we all have our own magical practices that we do and don't keep up with. Like it's patchy in in a lot of uh, a lot of the time for me, but I'm working on that. And then I know Lyra and I also do several writing projects outside of this. Mm-hmm. Nettle has a sometimes off and on that sums that she does. Yeah. So it's and Sage just has fucking children, and yes, yeah. Sage pursues a lot of like artsy stuff. Yeah, like she she draws, she does writing. Uh, she sews and knits. We, I think all of us knit. Yeah, um, we all knit at this point. And, I mean, like, on top of that, she has kids. I don't know how she does anything. Yeah, I don't know. I would just be sleeping all the time I wasn't parenting and working. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll, we'll try and at the very, we'll try and have stuff published on Saturdays as often as possible. But we'll try and keep it to Sundays. We're going to strive to be better. That's one of my fall resolutions. That's a good idea. Is to be better. Speaking of, at least in our part of the world, it is feeling like fall finally. Thank lovely. God. Oh, it's been cold enough to wear like sweaters. Oh, all I want to do is eat soup and be under covers. It's so nice. And my, my love for coffee is reignited. I always love coffee, but, like, the way it makes my stomach feel is usually not worth it. And now that it's cold, <laughs> it's definitely worth it. I want a nice, hot, alcoholic apple ale. I've never like, had it hot. I want, like, a hot cider with, like, some cinnamon liquor or something in it. We did. Or some rum. We did have the non-alcoholic uh, cider hot at the... Uh, wizard thing we went to. Mm-hmm. Did you know. like it? Yeah, I did like that. I was so cold though. I don't think it could have tasted like anything, and I would have been excited to put that in my body because it was because <laughs> it was all outside. It was so cold. 
We wore hoodies. <laughs> we're going again this year. I honestly am hoping it's just as cold. Yeah. Because we're going to be staying there. And we'll have a hotel. It'll be yeah. so nice. It's like a half a mile away walking, which that's not bad at all. No. I'm going to bring liquor. And I'm just going to spike my drink all day and I'm going to day drink. I think it'll be great. I'm so Looks excited for that. <laughs> it's lovely. And it's spooky season. It's October. Yes. Finally. Spooky season. We've been watching spooky stuff. Yeah. We tried <laughs> Midsummer, Midsummer tonight. Um, and it was, it was fine. It's not like. It's not spooky. It's not scary. It's weird. And it's almost definitely offensive to a lot of, a lot of people. <laughs> people who practice like Norse pagan religion. And like probably just the whole country of Sweden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the visuals were nice. I do think the director is a little up his own ass, but <laughs> I guess you gotta be to be a director, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you gotta be up your own ass. Yeah. I think being creative just lends to that. Yeah, I think if you're gonna, like, confidently create, you have to be up your own ass a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> just why we don't really confidently create anything. I know, right? <laughs> so, I actually, I read, uh, because we both fancy ourselves possible future writers, um, not that we don't write now, we're just not like... Oh, I'm not good at it. I'm not good either. We're not published anywhere. Um, but, uh, I guess technically here, but that's not really writing. Um, but I read a, oh gosh, I don't know what to call it, like an online pamphlet, I guess, uh, about how to feel confident in your writing. And I can honestly say I retained none of it, so... <laughs> did not assist me it did not hit no <laughs> i think everything that like the there was like a checklist i think everything on it inside was just like like i'm gonna do that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but given that it is spooky season yeah the veil is thinning yeah um we've been in the mood for ghosts i've been in the mood for ghosts house has been oddly quiet it has been very quiet which is nice Wonder if they're like, well, this is when we're supposed to be active, so let's take a break. Maybe they're maybe they're resting for the big night, waiting for the the thirty first to hit. Let me tell you, I'm excited for the thirty first. I want to have another dumb tea. Oh yeah. Uh, I've taken the entire week leading up to the thirty first off. I'm actually I'm like almost one hundred percent confident where it's on a Thursday that I'm going to be working. I don't care. I'm going to I'll be doing my own thing. Um, I don't know if Nettle's off or not. If she is, she probably won't want to do any of that spooky stuff. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Scare the pants off Nettle. Heck yeah. Uh, but with, with spooky season, there are some things we're planning. There's some things we've done. We did um, a fall summoning. We talked about that last episode, I think, that we were wanting to try that. But it was it was a bad day in the house, <laughs> like with what the even did interpersonal we make? relationships. Did we make soup? It was yeah, it was a stew. Okay, it was stew. really good. It was good. It was delicious. Uh, me and the husband bought like steak meat to cut up into it. Remember? It was yeah, really I remember nice. that. Um, but it was it was very hard to keep spirits high and in a, a good place, so it didn't. 
didn't go the way we wanted. <laughs> there was a lot of arguing. Was not a tranquil. No. Last year, when we did it, it was really nice. and It was pleasant. And we kept the mood, like, right. And then, like, it started getting chilly right after that. And that was early. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I'm hoping fall's here for, you know, at least another week or two. Yeah, I know. We seem to skip fall almost every year. Well, we, we waffle back and forth between fall and summer for the entirety of fall. <laughs> and then we jump right into a disappointing winter. <laughs> well, because it's not, there's not like a bunch of pretty snow and it's usually like weirdly hot in the sunlight. And... It's either mostly hot with scattered snow or polar vortex with absolutely yeah, no snow. Yeah, that's the only time we've had really nice, really nice winters with the polar, polar vortex because we did it we had a lot of snow i try to make sure i'm not here when yeah we i was gonna polar say vortexes. the last time you were, you were on a cruise so you can't even... <laughs> i went to the caribbean because i did not want to deal with the coldness i love it anyway let's move on was there anything else we were going to mention in our intro before um, we move on covening stuff oh yeah we um we've been trying to plan our cut covening i guess is <laughs> i've just been calling it that that's totally not right. it it's a our formation dark and initiation <laughs> our uh forming of our coven and our induction ritual i, I don't know we're we'll all gonna do it at the same words. time um initiation maybe. yeah maybe camping uh that's a an idea we're playing around with but we seem to have an actual weekend set we wanted to do it Close to the fall equinox. equinox thank you. Um, Did not happen. Yeah. There was a lot of scheduling conflicts. So we're just going to do it. We're just going to go for a weekend. We're all free. I think that's the only way this is going to happen. Yeah, that's the only way it's going to happen. Because yeah. scheduling four people. It's a lot. Especially for adult Like, like if you're like 20 <laughs> and you're, you're making a plan with you and like three friends... It's not going to be that difficult, you know, for the most part. But, like, adults have such different schedules. Like, where we all work different, and one of us has kids, and we've got all sorts of other stupid things we have to do. Like, doctor's appointments. Oh, my God. You forget your doctor's appointment? I have a dentist appointment somewhere around that, that weekend. I have to check to see when. Let me tell you, also... Um, baby witches out there, when you get older, you you can't stay up all night and chant and then go to work the next day. You know, I have noticed my capacity for staying up late and, like, still doing stuff the next day has gone down as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm very upset about that. Yeah, you lose more and more of it every day. Yeah. I, I honestly think it's just the soul slipping out of my body slowly. We, uh, a few months ago... Sage, uh, Lyra, and I, and Sage's little brother went to a concert. We um, were only out till like midnight. We we were up a little more because we were all we'd been drinking a little bit, and you know, it was a concert. We were a little cranked up, but we were. I was in bed about two thirty, maybe three, which isn't horribly late. Let me tell you, I had a couple beers, like not drunk, didn't black out. The next day, I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. I couldn't focus. I thought I was going to die. I used to go out in college. Mind you, I was like 20. 
I'd go out and get blackout drunk, wake up, go and do all my testing and shit, and function like an adult. See, I was never able to do that because hangovers always come for me. Now I drank three beers and I feel like I'm going to die. I was weirdly okay all of that next day, but the day after, which is lucky because I had that day off, it like smacked the shit out of me. Like I was tired the next day, but the, the day after that was when it, it really caught up to me. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck that's about. The moral of this is enjoy your resilience while you're young. Yeah. Also, though, don't downplay the importance of sleep. <laughs> True. But what I'm saying is, while you're still able to do rituals into the wee hours of the morning and then still get up and function, fucking go for it. Otherwise, you have to start scheduling them around weekends. <laughs> and that doesn't always match up with the full moons and the or equinoxes. Or whatever else you might need, like, yeah. environmentally. Yeah. You know what fucking sucks is when, like, a solstice or an equinox happens in the middle of the the week. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. That does suck. Anyway. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump into our actual episode. Um, I believe... I don't, I don't know exactly what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. And then Nettle is also doing a thing. So there's your review for this episode. Woo! I'm working on sigils. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm doing rice. <laughs> that sounds so dumb. Welcome to the podcast where we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Do you remember when we used to do episodes that were like, where the subjects were like connected, at least tangently, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was nice. Those were the days. Those were they? the days, the glory days. The glory days probably lasted all of a month. Yeah, I don't know that we ever had an episode, <laughs> honestly, that was all like tangent. tangent I thought we did. I might be wrong. Tangents. All right, we're gonna we're transitions. Gonna, you gotta stop this. We're gonna go ahead get into the actual part of the episode that matters and stop just like slow rambling at you it's been slow tonight hasn't it it's because it's late and i've had a lot of caffeine and chocolate and it's really worn off at this point yeah at least in my experience yeah all right stick with us guys all right this is sigil talk with galena (laughs) we did did we recently do another segment on sigil we did something recently we have Um, such a bad time remembering what all we've done. I think Nettles talked about sigils a little bit. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of go through and talk about it a little bit more. We've had several requests about it. Banshee was one of them. She wanted us to Aww. to talk about sigils Friend a little of the bit. Show. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. And she did pronounce those words for me. You you told me about that. <laughs> uh I totally was going to mispronounce them. I can pull it up you here knew. in a little bit. Yeah, no, I knew. And I even knew how I was going to mispronounce it. I was like, yeah, no, I totally was going to put a TH where it didn't go. Like, it's there. The TH is there. But Gaelic is crazy. <laughs> You're not supposed to pronounce the TH. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about sigils. And this, I'm just going to go, I know we've gone over sigils a little bit before, but I'm basically going to take us back to the basics because I don't really know a lot about sigils. And this was very informational for me, as well as getting me to 
make a sigil and things like that because I do honestly like word games. I like making anagrams. I like doing stuff like that. I love puzzles and languages. So this to me has been really neat. Um, a sigil is an inscribed or painted symbol that's considered to have magical powers. Um, it comes from the Latin word. Well, what we get comes from the Latin word and the Hebrew word. But I'll start with the Latin word. The Latin word was sigillium, uh, which means seal. And the Hebrew word was... They, the a couple sources I've seen actually spelled it like seagull, but I'm assuming it was like seagull. Yeah. Um. So which is like a sigil. Well, because there's a lot of people still pronounce it like sigil. Yeah. Um. But in Hebrew, it means a word or action or item of spiritual effect. Um. Basically, it's a design that carries a desire or the essence of a desire that you want to put on things. In some places, it's actually a seal. Or something to seal in the power of something. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think that we got a lot of our, like, signets and seals, like what we would, like, seal document with from the original sigils. Um, how to create a sigil. This one, this part comes from a website I found called White Magic and Love Spells. It also falls along closely in every witchcraft book that I've seen. So I think this is pretty much the basic recipe yeah. for a sigil. Is you have a desire and you define that desire. Um, like that's the first into... step. Yeah, put it into words what you want. The one that I chose that I did for this, and I'll even put a picture up if people want to see it, is I wanted to do something with what I have a lot of issues with is being mentally balanced. And when the way you word your desires, you're not supposed to say it as I want, I would like. You say it as if you already have achieved it. Like it's a it's a statement. Yes, it's a statement. So I put I am mentally balanced. Um the second step they said is create the sigil. They really didn't go over a lot of how to do it. They did talk about, you know, either using words, pictures, or even automatic writing, which I love automatic writing. Yeah. Um, You'll, you've liked that since we were like teenagers. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, that's where you kind of put a pen or a pencil in your hand on a blank piece of paper. And then you let your mind wander. You don't even think about the pen in your hand and let your hand move of its own accord. Some people think that's subconscious writing. Yeah. Sometimes it's a conduit for spirits to speak. So if you're working with... A spirit guide or a certain spirit or even a deity, a lot of times you can ask for their influence and you can automatic write what they're trying to communicate to you. Sometimes you get nothing but scribbles. Yeah. Sometimes you get pictures. And sometimes you honestly get words. And I think I think it can also be what you need. Because it's a tool. Yeah. It's not like this is specifically to tune into spirits. It's just this is... For me, it's an easy way to meditate. Yeah. And that's, yeah, so I mean, it's, it can be used as all of that. It doesn't have to be yeah. communication with something. It could just honestly be Which mindless I think, scribbles. I think we can, we can make that a general, like, statement for most things that mm-hmm. we talk about on this, this podcast. Um, but then you do work with the sigil or what they're calling work is charging the sigil. I don't really like this list of them, but it's very simplified. And then final, final merge is when you 
Is it like bringing it together? Yeah, or? basically bringing it together. Your intention, your desire, you've finished your sigil, and then you're supposed to forget it according to them. So I'll go over those steps that they have again, since I've kind of rambled what they are. According to that website, and according to a lot of books I've read, the very simplified steps to creating a sigil is to define your desire, create your sigil, work with your sigil or charge your sigil, uh, your final merge where the sigil flows into your unconsciousness, and then forget the sigil. Um, this is super simplified. I honestly, I don't know where I've not worked with sigils a lot. Forgetting the sigil to me seems like it would be pointless to work with it if you've forgotten what it means. So I know I I know I've done some talk on about sigils on the show, because um, I know that I talked about um, how I didn't like the idea that you can't use sigils created by other people, mm-hmm. and it's that's you can. similar to how I don't like the idea that you need to forget your sigil. Yeah, I don't like that idea because um, how are you going to use it? Also, to begin with, I'm going to fucking forget it anyway. That's why I have it <laughs> written down. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, that's going to happen. Um, I do like, when I when I want to use a sigil, I like creating a sigil for that specific situation. But there's, there's a lot of people that have trouble with that. And sometimes I have a lot of anxiety wrapped up mm-hmm. in, in what I'm creating. And that's going to fucking ruin <laughs> what I'm doing. So <laughs> sometimes I'll go to outside sources for sigils for something I need. Yeah. And like, honestly, if you look at some of the older sigils, like the ones from biblical times, like uh, what is it? King Solomon's key and mm-hmm. things like that. You can't tell me that they forgot what those mean. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, there's a lot of uh, older sigils like that that are used over and over mm-hmm. again. I or mean, even runes. A lot of runes yeah. are used as sigils. And it's... So, I mean, I... And I don't know this for sure because I don't know the full, like, history of modern versus ancient sigil making. But right. that feels very modern to me, you know? Yeah, it, it does. Um, Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, and it's up to you. Like, if, if for our listeners out there, forgetting the sigil sounds like that's that's right to you mm-hmm. or if that's what you've you've been doing i mean i'm not saying that's wrong i'm just saying that's not how i'm going to practice sigils right <laughs> right but what i did is i did try to create one to go along with this um my desire was i am mentally balanced um according to some of them i went with the easiest one because honestly for me to automatic write that would have taken me probably about an hour yeah this one i just wanted to whip it together and, and, you know, make something that looks kind of cool. Which I think you've done. I, like like you said, you might post a picture later. Yeah. I think yeah. it'd be a good idea because I think it looks great. What I did is I took I am mentally balanced. I removed all the vowels from the statement. Um, and then I took the letters and I constructed them into kind of a pseudo sigil. <laughs> and then I took that and I smoothed it out. And by that I mean is I just, instead of having all the little squirrels and squirrels squirrels um parts of letters i just smoothed them out like in here you can see the t and an l and an m but it's like it's not very clear unless you know exactly where they are no that's true and i really like i really like how yours looks because you were talking about maybe putting it in a uh, either circle. a circle or a triangle i think you know what i think a triangle would be really cool mm-hmm. but i i really like how yours looks like a cohesive piece without the circle because anything I make if there's not a circle around it it's just it's just a mess uh, it's nothing um but I'll take but a I picture like of it a lot. that's gorgeous 
Um, and I know a lot of people making sigils will also eliminate repeating letters. Yeah, I don't know. I left them in. I liked them. Yeah. Because, like, I think I've got all of the L's in here. Because I think there's three L's in that statement. (laughs) I've got them all in here. Um, One thing I also did is the M's. I turned one upside down. Yeah. And then, like, so it made a cool thing. And then my L's, they made the triangle shapes along with the T's. I like that a lot. So I will, I'll definitely post this. Um... But part of that is once you've got your smoothed out sigil, you can figure out if you need a geometric shape to go around it. The one that I have right now, it kind of looks like a rectangle. And I might put a triangle around it like this, or I might turn it on its side and make it kind of like a diamond and then put a triangle around it. Ooh, that's cool. Um, If I do that, I might have to lose some of the swirls I've put on the end because the parts that were supposed to be ends, I kind of just, I broke off parts of the ends. And put squiggles at the end. Yeah. And then that's my why. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, but to charge the symbol, that's... I feel like most of the sources aren't really clear about how you can charge your symbol. Yeah. So I did a little bit more research into that. Um, of course, there's meditation to set your intention. That's probably the most basic everybody can do. Um, some people like to dance. And, like, do, like, a ritualistic dance or just basically one of those things where you dance like nobody is watching. And you just let all of that energy from the dance that comes from your limbs into your symbol. That's that's lovely. Another one is to chant. I like that. I do chanting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you chant until, chant, dance, any of this until you feel like it's right. Which, believe it or not, happens. Yeah. Another one um that i found is to orgasm either alone or with a partner oh that's interesting Mm -hmm. that way you're moving that energy into it and i'll say it like it doesn't necessarily have to be but i bet that would be very uh very good for things like fertility and love and Mm -hmm. and like uh or even like anxiety relief or tension relief that would be a really good one like Mm -hmm. that sort of energy for that's such a good idea and i mean i know i'm sure you can do it for any Oh, yeah, you could do it for anything. Because, I mean, there's a lot of energy released in that moment. Mm -hmm. But I think that's so That's something that I never really thought about as using as a way to transfer energy. Um, Another thing you can do is fast. If you do decide to do that, do it smartly. Yeah. Only fast for a few hours at a time. Make sure you are still drinking water. And if you have a history of eating disorders, don't fast. Yeah, because that can really, that can backslide you hardcore. Uh, if you do intermittent fasting, you do, um, cause I know there's some people that do a period of like two days and then do a heavy nutritious meal and then two days and a heavy nutritious meal. Um, a lot of people don't go into some of the specifics. If you are feeling weak, but you don't want to break your fast yet, uh, honey and water can really help. Mm-hmm. I personally, I have a lot of issues with food and I don't really approve of fasting because I think it's. I think it's a just a way to get into just not eating anymore. Yeah, it's a it's uh, a way of really really jam- damaging yourself if you have issues. It can with be it. very damaging both physically and uh, emotionally. But there's also a lot of cultures that have importance in fasting, and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything against that. Um, and if it's something that you do for yourself, that's also fine. Like, don't let my personal hangups change how you view what you do. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, but honestly, any way you want to grant energy to it, you can. If you don't want to just chant or dance, you can sing. You can do basically anything. Or if I you just want to sit singing. there and focus your concentration on it and not mindlessly meditate, you can do that. Um, some of the other things I've seen is if you incorporate um, some substances into your practice, like a lot of our witches that we've spoken with um, incorporate marijuana into it. A lot of them will smoke and focus that energy into it. Um, or even if you use, depending on where you live, legal yeah. <laughs> legal substances. Because in some places, marijuana is illegal. The state yeah. we live in, marijuana is illegal. So yeah. it's... It's not something that you could use here legally. And it's, you always want to be careful when you're doing that so that you're not breaking the law and then going down that rabbit hole of yeah. having your religion really scrutinized for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I will say I also do, personally, I do a lot of breath work with uh, sigils. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of breath work in general where, like, I, I do the blowing on things to charge them with my own personal energy and I do mm -hmm. that with sigils a lot. Breath work's a good one. I didn't think of that. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, the whole forgetting of the sigil thing. Here are some suggestions that I've come across for how to forget your sigil. Is um hiding the sigil for one month. That way its full meaning is removed, but you carry the energy behind it creation or you might remember why you created it but you may not remember the specific statement um, another suggestion for forgetting your sigil is to not only create one sigil but create many that way they're all related like one like if I did this one would be I want to be you know I am mentally balanced I am happy I am successful or something like that so that they're all related but you may not remember exactly which one is which. Um, again, I don't know if I really go along with the whole forgetting your sigil thing. Yeah. Because I like it. Um, for a very long time, we had a protection for traveling sigil in my car. Oh yeah, in your old car. I loved it. It was fantastic. I want us, before we go on our next road trip, oh, yeah, to do one on do paper that. and then hide it somewhere in the car. It's a good idea. Just because I don't want to write in Sharpie on this car yet. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, it's not yet a year old, and I just don't want to write on it. But where we put it in your other car was also very hidden. Like, yes. it wasn't... And there's not a space similar to that in your no. new car. So. Let me tell you, if you go to a base model of a car after having a more <laughs> deluxe version of a car, uh, you're going to miss all your little compartments, like your eyeglass holder. Mm -hmm. I really, really miss that. Because... My sunglasses, I always knew where they were. Yeah. Oh, sad face. Um, but another thing that I've seen is people will work on a sigil and work on a sigil and then put it under their pillow. Oh. And if it comes into the dream, sometimes they'll have a more concise vision of what the sigil is supposed to be. And then they do that. Or they'll work with, if they work with ancestors or with spirit guides or spirits in general, a lot of times they'll receive information about a sigil that way. And I think that's really neat. That's really, I like that a lot. That's very mm -hmm. interesting. A lot of um, shamanistic things, will they'll receive it in a dream or a vision. And they'll be able to bring that knowledge back to their waking life. That's so cool. I know. 
<laughs> I know that would be really cool to be able to do but at this moment that's all I have on sigils if you guys have any information you'd like to add to it please contact us um, I will be working on this because this is something I like something I've been meaning to get more into and I just I really liked it and I'm gonna be working on a few sigils for myself yeah, I think it's a good idea. And I, personally, mm -hmm. I really like the the actual process of working on a sigil. Mm -hmm. um, and the the topic of sigils is, in at least in my own personal like library, you know what I mean? It's constantly expanding because there's a lot to it. There's a lot of sigil lore. There's a lot of beliefs. I think we've talked about, we've definitely talked about sigils on the show before. I know I've talked about it. We think Nettle's talked about it. And I know we've talked about it in passing before. I don't think we've talked about the same stuff more than like once or twice. I was going to say, I think like, Nettle basically talked about sigils in general. Yeah. And about how, what she's done. But I don't think we've gone over the specific basics of it, like right here. Oh, um, we, uh, we were talking about this before we started recording really quick before we wrap this up. Um... I also, I've done a lot of sigils where I've broken down the letters in the Elementarium, which I never mm. posted. Yeah, you Ooh, need to post that I tonight. need to do that. Um, and I'm thinking about doing that with the Elvish stuff thrown in, because I think that'll be very fancy looking. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll mock up a small one tonight, and it, it'll probably be pretty shitty, but I might post that alongside with your... I like that idea. I think you should. And I think you should post the Elementarium. And I think... I definitely want to take a look at the elementarium and maybe do some of the letters in the elementarium and yeah. then maybe make a sigil out of that because I think that'd be really cool. And that would be along the vein of forgetting what the hell I put in the sigil. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but that's probably, we've probably tapped it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I have for sigils now. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. All right, so for a while... I was, by the way, this is a, another tangent, by the way, I notice every segment, one of us is like, oh, right. And that's just, they hear that like, like at least three, three times, times an episode. Yeah. yeah so that, well, listen up motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to start. <laughs> well, originally we tried to have like a little sound play in between the segments, but it was so fucking startling. We can't get the, the sound, like the little I don't know, fucking segment sounds. I, I don't know what they're called. Transition sounds. We can't get them to be the same volume level as our voices. So it's just like, it like yells in your ear for a minute. Like I was listening to one of our episodes like back in the beginning in my car. I almost went off the road. Yeah. When like, cause like the little like riff that we had, I like jerked the wheel. Can you imagine having that in like headphones in your ears? It's horrible. I understand. I've been there. Um, it's almost as bad as I don't know if anybody else um, will do like their their Google uh, Google Maps navigation, and then like have their music way down yeah. low. Oh, no. But the Google navigation voice is like ten times louder than your music. When we when we were traveling recently, we were listening to an audiobook, and the volume of the audiobook was so much lower. 
than Google Maps because we had it turned all the way up so we could hear the stuff in the audiobook. And then Google Maps was telling us that we needed to turn in like two miles. And for a minute, I swear to God, the fear I felt in my heart, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is like God or Satan talking through the car. Someone <laughs> is reaching out to me in the voice of Google Maps and they're telling me my soul is about to be ripped asunder. I screamed so loud that I'm pretty sure the car beside us looked over like, what the fuck? It was so scary. And it was everywhere. But, yes, we need to figure out better transitions. Yeah. Anyways, what is your topic, Lyra? We we just did this. It's rice. Oh, that's right. <laughs> rice. We. It's so funny because it's probably been about the same amount of time for you guys as it has been for us, like, between between this so I mean it's not like we recorded the one part and then like three hours later we're recording this like it's always one right after the other until we're done well not always anyway rice okay so remember when I used to do like uh herbs and stuff and how I wanted to do more of that and then I just never fucking did that yes this is me getting back to it good and we saw, because we've been watching a lot of spooky videos uh, on, like, YouTube and stuff, because we're in the mood for it. We want spooks. Um, I want to get spooked. And a lot of them are very funny, because sometimes we'll find something and it's like, signs of witchcraft. It's like, ooh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Oh, actually, I have a thing that I'll mention at the end, because I don't want to go on another tangent in okay. my rice segment. But remind me, it's about um, witch bottles in a river. Okay. Anyway. So... <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about properties of rice because we were watching a spooky video where somebody surrounded a house with rice and it like, it piqued my curiosity because I wasn't sure what that was like connected to. And like, I totally forgot that that's what I was looking into because I never found out what that was likely to be. Uh, <laughs> at the time, the way a lot of the elements were described in the video, it really seemed to me like they were sealing something in a house rather than like protecting a house. But anyway, uh, I wanted to go, there's not, there's not a whole lot, because, like, rice is a really important grain in a lot of cultures, yes. you know, so there's a lot of specific cultural and, like, area-specific stuff that isn't going to apply everywhere, so I just wanted to give, like, a, a rounded version of rice, uh, things that are either fairly well-known or Freya's walking all over some plastic bags, uh, fairly well-known or pretty, uh, constant across cultures. Uh, so some of the, uh, things rice is connected to would be water. Obviously it grows in a lot of moisture. Mm -hmm. Uh, femininity is, is something it's connected to in a lot of cultures. Like, um, in a lot of places, rice is, uh, harvested exclusively by women I mean, these are, these are some cultures that don't have, like, a whole lot of opportunity for cultural diffusion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's distant. Um, I think that's weird, right? That, because a lot of, like, the heavy-duty harvesting, because rice is a, a big, and usually when and you're harvesting, intensive. it's labor-intensive. Yeah, a lot of that kind of stuff is done, if not exclusively by men, by at least both, you know? But a lot of places have women, uh exclusively harvesting rice culturally um it's connected heavily with wealth like any major cash crop is um and prosperity obviously uh maternal care because it's in a lot of places especially like uh asia um oh my god why am i not africa i've really genuinely 
was like imagining the shape of Africa in my head and could not conjure the word Africa. Uh, but in a lot of places like Africa and Asia and some places in South America, it's used as um, a transition food for children between breast milk and solids mm. because you can mush up anything and put it in rice and it's really, uh, really nutritious. Easy it's easy mm-hmm. to eat and it's good on their tummies. Because, uh, I mean, even babies who can't handle like actual milk, we feed them uh, rice milk. Um, so it's connected heavily to love. <laughs> uh, it has a lot of connotations with fertility, but that's not everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously harvest because it's a big, it's a big harvest crop. Um, rice is used really commonly in a lot of collar magic because you can find a bunch of different colors of rice occurring naturally. There's even like naturally occurring purple and blue rices. Oh, that's cool. And rice is really easy to dye. You know, it just sucks up moisture, so it's not hard. Um, so you can use that for anything, really. And a lot of people use uh, different colored rice on their altars to represent different elements in combination with earth because a lot of a lot of people specifically associate rice and earth. It is much more commonly associated with water, but right, grains in general are related to earth. Um, it is used almost everywhere that it exists, and I think it's just due to its absorbent nature, to absorb or distract evil and malintended spirits. Um, distraction is, there's a lot of cultures out there with spirits and, like, uh, like the little folk and things like that, that are obsessed with counting. Um, there's a specific type of Asian vampire that's obsessed mm-hmm. with counting. Yeah, you're supposed to throw beads or rice down mm-hmm. and get away from them. So grains of rice will distract something like that. But a lot of people also place it by doorways. And I mean, it's placed by doorways, so you can, like, knock it over and distract something, yeah. But it's also placed by doorways to absorb evil and, and bad intentions as people walk through the door. Um, which I think is really cool. It's something I hadn't heard. It's like putting your cell phone in a bag of rice, but it's like putting putting a bad person in, <laughs> in a bag, in a of, bag rice. of rice to absorb the darkness from them, you know? I mean, maybe it's a, a new therapy we should... <laughs> We should pursue. I'm gonna sit in a bathtub full of dry rice. Just try. It would feel so cool. <laughs> it would be miserable getting out though, because like for me, if I'm gonna get in the bathtub, I'm gonna be naked. Yeah. So like it's gonna be stuck to my skin everywhere. Yeah, that's really true. But can you imagine <laughs> just like sit? Because I'm not even imagining like our bathtub, which is a little small. I'm imagining like a big bathtub where you can Wouldn't just sink nice? in like up to your neck. <laughs> It's like, no phone calls, please. I'm just going to dive into it like Scrooge McDuck. slightly warmed. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that sound nice? Hell yeah. But yeah, no, I totally would Scrooge McDuck into, like, a whole thing of just, like, slightly warmed rice. I love this idea because also it's going to do the same thing as the gold coins. You're just going to smack into a wall of rice. (laughs) Not if you know what you're doing. I mean, Scrooge McDuck didn't, like, smack into it. I mean, cartoon physics are a whole different thing. He gotta believe. <laughs> this like is where gravity. the really comes through. Oh my god. Like gravity oh in cartoons. God. As long as you believe that it's not real, you're fine. Anyway. Uh, oh, um, throwing rice for weddings. Mm-hmm. This is kind of out of order, I just realized. Uh, throwing rice for weddings comes from the belief that fertility and wealth follow rice. Um, but it, it's based on the fact that it's a grain, you know, and that it grows, blah, blah, blah. You know how fucking fertility connections work yeah. with plants. Um, so I was thinking about this because we could have, we should have looked into this more when I was getting married. Well, we didn't um, throw rice because we didn't no, want to kill we, the birds. Exactly. We threw bird seed. 
which is a a friendly alternative for for people who are concerned about birds because when birds eat uncooked rice it expands in their stomachs and it can cause ruptures and murder birds and we don't want that so we did bird seed but bird seed works because it's also it's, it's grains also and grains. seeds it's mostly and... millet yeah so i mean anybody out there looking for an alternative to rice and they still want the same connotations bird seed works and it makes a good bomb like not well, it does explode I, when it when it hits. Contact. It sure does. I we didn't <laughs> for some reason. I don't remember the reason exactly, but for some reason we didn't think we were gonna throw bird seed. Um. So when me and my husband walked out of the door, we didn't think anybody was gonna throw shit in our faces. Because <laughs> we'd packed all the bird seed. And, like, something through the course of the evening led us to think, well, maybe we shouldn't. And then there was, like, and a lot of people had left at the time that we were leaving the building. I think that's what it was, because we were going to be staying for the cleanup. Uh, And we start coming out the door, and there's, like, 10 to 15 of our guests still out there with things of birdseed. And Nettle and I (laughs) just whaps this little paper cone Full of full of fucking bird seed in my face and it hit like I don't it hurt so much. She threw it at me so hard. I just, I saw it arc and like something in my in my my heart went, Oh Jesus. Like 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 little little Scotties were running around my head going brace for impact, you know what I mean? It Pretty was... sure our uncle got your husband really hard too probably guess he was super excited to throw some bird seed <laughs> so yeah that that happened and it wasn't great uh, he feeds the birds seeing as rice is a staple food everywhere everywhere has used rice as a staple food at one point or another um it is extremely connected to wealth and prosperity obviously so much so that in Japan, in the feudal era, it was actually used as currency. Nice. Like, your your wealth and your worth were decided upon how much rice you had stored up. Because rice you can, you can pretty much store infinitely as long as it's kept dry. Yeah. Um, which is an, uh, another reason why it's so, so heavily connected with, with, like, prosperity and growth. Because you can just continue to accumulate it. Um... A lot of, I'm so sorry, a lot of samurais were paid in rice. Were they really? Yeah, isn't that wild? That is wild. <laughs> uh, it's a great thing to use in magical cooking if you're a kitchen witch. Um, you can add anything to rice and it's really easy on the tummy. Mm-hmm. Um, a really common like cure for a sour tummy or something like that, when, uh, especially when people are younger, um, in a lot of cultures, is ginger or cinnamon and sweet rice mixed together, which is delicious. Just do that for <laughs> yourself. Give that gift to yourself. Throw some coconut milk in there. Oh, my God. There's an Indian restaurant near us that does that, and they, it's sliced papaya, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, some pistachios on top. Oh, I forgot about the pistachios. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. We should make that. Okay. <laughs> it's delicious. Um, it's used a lot in protection spells. You can obviously add, like I said about the cooking, you can add anything in rice. 
uh, oils, herbs, actual physical symbols. There's um, a big thing about packing rice and iron nails and salt in a bottle and keeping it, maybe I'm remembering this wrong, it's either hung above a door or under the floorboard. Hmm. Next, like in front of the door. I don't remember which one it is because I was re. This was something I read forever ago. This was not something I, I researched for this specific thing. <laughs> um, I don't I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's one of those two things, and it's it's for protection. Um, rice being so connected to wealth and and stuff, it makes a fantastic offering to anything. I mean, there's not a, a deity or a nature spirit or anything out there who's gonna gonna not accept your rice um i'm gonna say if you do leave it outside as an offering bury it yeah. if it's raw like uncooked rice that way the birds don't eat it definitely i would definitely suggest that or i mean even offer it up cooked yeah cooked is fine yeah. it's just don't leave it as a raw yeah. offering um and there's also a lot of old-fashioned fortune telling done with rice, um, which you actually reminded me of when I started mm. talking about rice. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, there's, I don't remember the name of it, though. There's a couple things like scattering of rice, which is kind of similar to runestones, but there's not like symbols connected with it, obviously. It's more like groupings of rice. Mm. There's this whole thing about um, picking up grains of rice, individual grains of what rice with your fingers, and going around and putting them in a pile, uh, six different piles in a circle. And I don't remember this, like, specifically what it is, but whichever one has, if they're all even, it means something, and whichever number has the least amount, it means something. You know, it's, I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's something you'd have to research separately. And Yeah, it's, I, there's a lot of, uh, of fortune telling to do with rice. So that, that's a whole separate separate thing but rice is really cool um just like actual real world applications outside of magic um you can do so much with it apart from cooking you can make a starch with it you can make paints with it you can make uh milks you can make milks there's uh types of glue made with rice i there's so many uses for rice it's a wonderful little grain and it'll grow almost anywhere. It'll grow in most climates. You just have to have access to water. A lot, a lot of water. Rice also makes a really good flour. Oh, that's true, yeah. It's great for uh, gluten-free cooking. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I got on rice. Hey guys, Nettle here with another book review. Today I'm going to talk about the Element Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. Uh, the Complete A to Z for the Entire Magical World uh, by Judica Elise, which I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, I actually just now noticed the little subtitle that Complete A to Z Guide for the Entire Magical World, and I don't feel like the subtitle is accurate for the book itself. Uh, the encyclopedia is neat. It's a little weird. Um, most encyclopedias I've seen and I'm gonna be honest I've not really seen that many I don't usually I don't usually do stuff with encyclopedias uh, everything's just listed alphabetically just everything like you start with a and you go through and it's not really separated 
Uh, for her book, she does, after she gets through the introduction, uh, everything separated into sections and then organized based on that. It's not bad. The sections are alphabetical. It starts with animals and ends with, uh, well, be sorry, before the, the index or the bibliography, it ends with wormwood and garlic, dangers and protection. So just A to Z and then, well, A to W in this case. And then it, and there's just, uh, little individual sections throughout. The arrangement, I don't know, the arrangement's weird for me, mostly because, like, by arranging it under those subtitles and having it alphabetical made it so things were spread out a little weirdly. Uh, creative arts, for instance, is quite a few sections before Fairy Tale, Witches, and Mother Goose, and where else is that? I know there was another one. No, it might just have been that one. Uh, it they go together, but because they're separated and there's other sections between them, it just it creates a weird sort of divide. There's also some repetitiveness to it. Uh, Baba Yaga appears periodically throughout. Um, one, and I, I read the section a couple times trying to understand it, but I did not. Uh, Baba Yaga appears in the Divine Witch, Goddesses and Gods, and then later under Fairy Tales. I'm still a little lost, and it might just be, like, a lack of understanding on my part. It might have also been just me having trouble comprehending what I was trying to read. Because I didn't realize that Baba Yaga could fit under a uh, a, a goddess title, because I've, I've only seen Baba Yaga as a fairy tale figure. Um, the sections are kind of weird, because some of them... Not, 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 the, uh, not the overhaul sections, but the little sections inside the overall... Uh, some of them are very, very detailed, and then some of them are very, very short. Uh, Harry Potter is mentioned a few times in passing, and then under creative arts, Harry Potter appears, but pretty much just the books were listed and that was it. There wasn't really any discussion on it. Um, Illy's also often just talks about witches as women and she's when a male witch does come up she does she does acknowledge them and she does talk about them as a witch but like for the most part it's it's very gendered um which is weird because there's like a lot of discussion on like what witch means the definition of witch and like conflicting ideas about what witches are but not really like any like sat down established this is what a witch is um well i'm trying to gather my thoughts as a personal opinion i didn't love the encyclopedia i and, and that's has nothing to do with, like the book itself i'm not a huge fan of encyclopedias i think they are useful i think they are they are good resources um but I'm not, like, a huge fan on actually sitting down and reading encyclopedias. Like, unless it's, a, I guess, a less broad encyclopedia. Which, I mean, I, I don't even know how to phrase that. Just something that's that's more uh, specified, maybe. Um, I don't know if I missed it, but I didn't see anything about crystals or just rocks in general. <laughs> um, which isn't that big of a deal. Uh, I'm trying to remember, because there was... Oh, the bibliography is it's good that there's a bibliography crediting the sources where she got her information, but none of the information is actually like 
cited. So I can't remember the word. Um, there's no, there's no real way to tell which books or resources or websites she got her information from for each individual piece. Like if, if I read something and I was interested and wanted to explore it more, I wouldn't know which resource to go to unless like it was a really specified resource and it was in its name. Uh, there is a list, the index is listed as the list of searchable terms, which is so weird to me because I don't think I've ever seen an index listed that way. I'm also hoping I'm not getting index flipped around with something else. No, no, because an index, it can be where it's the word and then you, the pages it's on, oh, which is useful because this is just, this is such a large thing. I don't, let me see if I have pages because I don't think I do. No, I don't. I just have locations. Um, for the, the Kindle version, it is kind of nice because sometimes when you hit a point where it's, uh, for more information, see X or whatever, you can click on it and it'll send you to that page. Um, I hope I didn't already talk about this. The dictionary, uh, there's a dictionary of terms. Oh, a dictionary of witchcraft, the magical vocabulary. Uh, which is, is good, and I do think that's a, a useful resource. Um, because of how the book's laid out, it's a little weird because it appears not super late in the book, but it appears much further in than I would expect it to. With a dictionary of terms, I would expect it either to appear very, very early on, uh, after an introduction, or at the very end, usually either before, well, usually before an index. Uh, in this case, it ends up just falling... I don't even know, like, not, not, it's, four, five, it's the sixth section after you get through all of the introductory information. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to think real quick, because it's, it's, it's not a bad encyclopedia, it does have a lot of information, and there are there's at least one point where she does mention that she's not going to be able to be comprehensive she's talking about when she's talking about books on witchcraft. Well, not comprehensive, but she's not going to be able to do all of them. But it's not, I don't know, it doesn't really feel like an A to Z guide because there's so much not there. Like, there's there's a lot of information and there's some specifications. Fairies appeared, and I mean fairy tales, which I am, I am absolutely uh, excited about. Um, but it, it seems like there's a lot of things that just aren't really, they don't appear at all, and a lot of things that just don't get that much attention, which, th that's not unusual with an encyclopedia. Usually an encyclopedia is a broad amount of knowledge about stuff, uh, unless I'm misunderstanding what encyclopedias are, but that's what I've always seen them as. Um, I don't know how to phrase this. I, I mean, I bought a Kindle version, so it was a little bit, it was already cheaper than buying a physical copy. And I know I got some weird sort of discount on it where, like, I still don't know why I got a discount on it. Because um, it there, it wasn't discounted, but then when I went to take it, get rid of it, it was like, oh, no, you have a discount on this item. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be like, I suggest this book out to anyone. Like, if you're interested in it, it's always good to check it out. Personally, I would try and find it through a library or... um borrowed off a friend or something before actually buying it uh just because it's it feels like it's gonna be a hit or miss book um I'll definitely review the sections I was most interested in 
because I didn't, um, I didn't, I'm trying to think of the phrase that, because uh, I, the sections I'm super interested in, I didn't spend a great deal of time reading compared to the rest of the sections, um, mostly because I was, I was falling asleep reading the book, which is probably a combination of it not being really the type of book I like to read. And I've recently reset my sleep schedule, so now, like, I'm used to doing things later in, later in the day for, uh, for this kind of stuff, but I'm not actually used to staying up anymore. So I just need to rearrange my life around that, so, like, I'm actually doing this when I'm not as sleepy. Um, I'm trying to think. It's, it's not a bad encyclopedia. I do think it's a little misleading because it's really not uh, a complete guide. It is a hefty resource. Um, I know I've seen it at a local library. Um, this one and one of her other ones, I believe. Uh, they're, they're reference books, so you can't take them out, which is why I ended up buying this copy because I didn't want to be in my local library reading a book about witchcraft. Um, although I guess also checking out a book about witchcraft would also look pretty, pretty, uh, pretty obvious. Um, it's, I don't know how to phrase it. Oh, one weird thing was I, I, <laughs> I definitely put off reading this for a bit because I thought I'd read some stuff about it, like right after I bought it, where it was, it was a little controversial on some points. I saw some stuff I didn't quite agree with and some stuff that like, I don't like how it was handled, the, the gendering of the term witch without really like going into uh, why, why she was gendering it. Because a lot of times in the books I've been reading at least, there's at least an acknowledgement that they're, they're going to gender this term for whatever reason, but it isn't exclusively a, a she sort of term. Um, oh, but like I found, I thought I'd read something about it being kind of controversial and I can't remember what it was about because I tried to, I looked it up beforehand before I did this and I, nothing popped out as something I should be concerned about. So most likely I've either mixed up a book or I've mixed up the author. Um, so, I mean, if, if you know something about this book that I don't, feel free to share. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know how to phrase it. It's kind of strange. Some of the stuff is very, very detailed. And I feel like if it hits a specific niche for you, that isn't bad. It's just, I'm not sure... I would really recommend it outside of maybe just if you if you're wanting to look at it take a peek at it if you like it then go from there um I don't hate her writing style that that was a that was a terrible way to phrase that her writing style is pretty pretty chill um it's it's professional it's professional but not like super super jargony or super hard to like comprehend um, she does a lot of nice things with font, with breaking it up and like switching the fonts around. And she does do a lot of just sort of breaking things up. As I'm just glancing through it, there's a lot of, uh, bullet points. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, boxes of information. Like those just be uh, a little blurb boxed in, in between some paragraphs. Most of the time it's just like neat facts or like, 
uh, further explanations of things. Um, I know some of the font things might just be, sorry, because there's different, there's different fonts being used periodically just where it's splitting it up, but usually it's within the bullet points. Uh, some of that might just be where I have a Kindle version just because I know sometimes that'll mess with the font, but it does look purposeful. So I'm not going to like completely say it's not. Um, I'm trying to think what else she includes because she has... And, like, I didn't have a lot of points while I was reading it that made me, like, actively want to go and, like, research other things. She does mention fairly early in, um, 5% of the way into the book, if you want to go by those weird percentages you can get, uh, that, uh, quote, Japan has a witchcraft tradition but no history of European-style witch hunts, uh, unquote, end quote, whatever, um, which is not something I've thought about. Um, so I guess that, that's something I want to look up in the future and look into. And I'd love to know where she got her information for this section. Because I don't know if... I don't know which source in the bibliography it goes to. Um, so that's something I'll look up in the future. And I guess that... that I'm going to check with everybody else. I don't think we've talked about it before. But maybe looking into things like that in the future. Places that have witchcraft traditions but not... Uh, Witch hunts, which this one doesn't say it doesn't have witch hunts, it just doesn't have European style witch hunts. So that that's interesting to know, like were there no witch hunts or was there just not a lot of like actively murdering people, murdering and torturing people? Um, I'm trying to think. There's not sorry, because there's not a whole lot I have to say about this book. I don't love it, but again, it's just it's not really my style. Um it is, it is, once you get past the, the kind of weird arrangement where it's, like, broken up into sections, but the sections are alphabetical, so they're not really arranged, they're not really arranged the way I would think they would need to be. Um, once you get past, once I get past that, I don't think inside the sections are arranged too badly, because that's pretty, it's just pretty much alphabetical on what we're going to be talking about. I think every once in a while there's a break from that. And honestly, I might be wrong about that. It might just be completely alphabetical and I just, looking at a couple of things, got mixed up or moved into another segment without realizing it. So, I mean, if you've read this book or if you've looked at this book before and you want to you wanna talk about it, uh, hit us up on Instagram. But uh, thanks and have fun. All right, so we are at the end of the episode. Um, I want to go over the thing I was thinking about earlier that I didn't want to you know like tangent on uh while I was talking about rice um so I was talking about how we'd been watching like some spooky videos and people were talking about like witchcraft and stuff so one of my favorite things is that I watch um these kids do like river cleanup and stuff they like have full dive suits they dive into rivers and like swimming holes and lakes and stuff like that they clean up the garbage they find sometimes they find cool stuff and like it's just it's really relaxing and they're just a couple of ridiculous young kids I, I say young kids they're definitely adults they're definitely in like their early 20s <laughs> uh, they're babies they are babies uh and they're just going out and they're having fun and they're helping like clean up a little bit and it's nice and it's peaceful and like I also am always a little bit scared because dark water freaks me out like when the camera can't see very far I'm like oh god what are they gonna run into 
So it's like, and it's not like a real fear. It's just like a little bit. It's you like know? crocodiles gonna eat that kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like they're they're down south. So I mean, anyway. Um, but this one time, I, I don't remember which one of them. I don't remember either of their names off the top of my head. Uh, this one time, one of them ran into a glass bottle at the bottom of a, a river in, like, a city. And he pulled it up, and he, like, opened it and dumped all the stuff out to see what was in it. Because it was, like, heavy, and you could feel stuff in it. So, from what I remember, there was, like, some dirt. But I don't know if that was there on purpose or just from being at the bottom of a river. Um, some, like, rusty nails, some glass. I think there was a piece of jewelry. Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, there was, like, a, a really faded, you couldn't see what was on it, but there was, like, an old photograph mm-hmm. stuffed into it. So I think, I think it was a breakup bottle that somebody <laughs> threw into the bottom of the river. But it was just so strange to be watching this thing that's so unconnected from witchcraft and then to, to see a, a bottle spell, you know? <laughs> it was nuts. I was so excited. <laughs> Did you feel like, like, maybe messaging that channel, I mean, like, you found a witch's bottle toss it back in the, the river i really thought about like make, making a comment and then i was like no and then i was like maybe i should because i don't know if you can private message on youtube i've never tried i have no idea um and i thought about maybe doing that and i was like i don't know that's fucking that sounds nuts but i want to tell this kid to put it back where he found it um but it was it was very it was very fun for me that's awesome uh but that's the that's the dumb thing we wanted to bring up earlier. Um, we don't really have any end of show announcements. We will say we know in the last couple of episodes and this episode of well as well we uh, kind of been phoning it in. <laughs> well, on the scary story specifically, yeah. like we haven't had um, much to share and we haven't really talked about a whole lot of it. But we're gonna aim to make our second episode for the month of October spooky, spooky, yeah, spooky. So we're we're gonna hope to make up for the lack of spooks there. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I might just start defaulting to sharing, like, a, a haunted story or something like that that I find particularly interesting That's uh, every cool. every couple of episodes. Because I really enjoyed doing, like, the, the cryptid sections and stuff like that. So maybe I'll start doing, like, um, you know, like, poltergeists and haunting investigations and possessions and stuff like that. That'd be fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I'm excited to hear them. Yay. And I think we should bring the fear back to uh to Christmas time cuz that used to be a time for like scary stories and stuff. <laughs> you looked at me like I was crazy. Like, it used to be a time where people shared scary stories. And I think I think we should do that. I think we should do a spooky Christmas for our our podcast this year. What do you think? This is literally an idea I just now. I like that. I, I think we like should do spooky Christmas. I think it sounds great. Spooky Christmas. Spooky Christmas. But that's that's it for tonight. Thank you guys so much. Uh, if you have anything you want to hear about, if you have any stories you want to share, if you have anything that you guys want to like record yourselves and send to us, which you can you can do easily over the Anchor app. Because mm-hmm. um, I will say we've gotten several. Uh, recordings through Instagram. I have no idea how to transfer those. We're working on it. (laughs) We don't know how to do anything. Keep that in mind. (laughs) But if you want to send us like an audio clip by email. Oh uh, yeah, we did. Which podcast uh, at gmail.com. You can do that. Instagram, we cannot really. We don't know how to get it off of Instagram. Instagram will not let go of it. We can't um, download it. We're going to have to hold, like, a fucking tape recorder up to the speaker like we're making an old-fashioned mixtape. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> and those of you who have sent me information about the non-binary and LGBTQT witchcraft stuff. Yes. I will be contacting you soon. I feel like I've said that the last couple episodes, but I will yeah. be contacting you soon. But I think it's better you're taking your time with this And anyway. if you feel comfortable, we might even conduct like an interview over the Anchor oh, app. Cool. Or if I can figure out how to record on my phone, maybe even a phone interview. I know there's a way to record Skype conversations. Is there? I haven't there? touched Skype since like 2010. Well, if there but... is a way to record a Skype conversation, we can do that because it yeah. would be much cheaper for everyone involved. Absolutely. Especially for our non-U.S. listeners. But I would like to do that. And anything that we discuss, I'll remind you throughout the interview that anything you do want to answer, you can answer. Anything you don't want to answer, don't answer. If I'm being rude in my question, tell me to fuck off. (laughs) Yell at us. (laughs) Scream in our faces. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I have. Alright, so, what, I don't know where I was going with that, but we'll talk to you guys in two weeks, jeez. <laughs> See you in two weeks. Keep your tits up. And stay spooky. Oh, God.